What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 38 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, Boomer Sooner himself, Blaze Bernardi. Blaze, how's how's campus life down in Champaign treating you, bud? It's good. I'm in the apartment at 3015 on another a beautiful Monday evening. Um, September, uh, I was on a heater, or as I'd like to say, I was blazing through these picks and... Uh, <laughs> You're when September thirtieth ended, we got a new we got a new month. And, oh uh, my god! I'm, I'm cooling off right now, so battling some headwinds, but uh, we're still hanging in there. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, your picks are ice cold, like Scott Frost on that on that Nebraska sideline, folks. Davey stinks a lot. You you heard him chime in there, Chicago, Illinois, Dave. It's probably the best time of the year up in Chicago right now. My my favorite time of the year. Right right. When things start transitioning here a little bit uh, in the fall, October, officially there. How's how's the city? How's it treating you? How are your picks doing? How, you how the fuck do you think? You know how my fucking picks are doing. <laughs> you know how my picks are doing. My Dave, fantasy team. My fantasy team. Last week. My fantasy team is laugh out loud bad. My fantasy. My uh. My picks are fucking horrendous. The what only thing colder than than Blaze and Scott Frost is Dave McAvoy. I am horrendous right now. Uh, I know how Mike Merrick felt the first few weeks of this, but the show goes on. The way out is the way through. You can't win back money you lost if you don't play. So let's see That's what we true. can come up with this week. That's true. Uh, God, Dave, Dave, recap our locks from last week for all our listeners out there. <clears throat> all right, quick, quick recap. How did the locks do last week? Blaze was one in, or two and zero oh and one. You actually didn't do bad at NCAA. Kentucky and TCU and Iowa. TCU was the push. Uh, in the NFL, you were one and three. The Cowboys were your only saving grace. Rams, Broncos, Texans all lost. Uh, Dave McAvoy in NCAA, the only thing that hit was the under in the Cincinnati Notre Dame game. I should have just put my big bet on that. Boise State, Vanderbilt, Oregon all stunk out loud. Uh, all three of them almost lost outright as more than a touchdown favorite. In the NFL, I am 0-3 with the Chargers pending. Niners, Texans, and that Titans-Jets under. I talked to you guys a little bit about it. That, that had 19 points going into the fourth quarter and they scored 29 fucking points. You've got to be bleeping me. Yeah. Just, there's a just, couple bad beats out there. And, kick me while I'm uh, down. Let's, let's go to Norman Oklahoma first. Like I'm at the point right now where I have to bet them until they cover because I'm going to have FOMO. I'm on in the last two weeks. I'm probably going to be on them again, but how do you give up a kick return? 96 yard kick return with one minute left. Oh my to God. Blow that cover. Just talk about a backdoor that. I mean, that that's the definition of a backdoor Billy. I really like it. I like that game for this week. I've been on Texas the last three weeks and they've covered yeah, for me every time. What and number did you get with them? Cause we closed. I got them at four on our thing on Monday, but it closed on four on Saturday. I got him at four. I got him at four. So I, I was lucky uh, there. I've been riding him, but I can't bet this game. I know game day is going to be here uh, at the Cotton Bowl, Texas State Fair. It's a beautiful time of year. Go go down there, get yourself a Fletcher's corn dog, a couple deep fried Oreos. Speaking of college game day, Merrick, I think you need to boycott that game, and you should rally some Iowa fans around Dallas to boycott that game in general. I think it's an absolute insult that college game day isn't going to Iowa City for that Iowa Penn State game. I understand the reason why they're doing it. I really do. You're a full but, Texan now, dude. Get the hell out of here. Never but, dude, I, with I, I know. You didn't let me finish. I, cu- I couldn't agree more with you. Like I understand why they're doing it here. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that three versus four is not is not game day, it's ridiculous. 
honestly, if game day would have won, I, I would have been there. We were looking at tickets last night, uh, looking at flights. I think we could have made it, made it work, but then I, I, I see the game's going to be here. It's like, what the, what the fuck? Like, disappointing. I would have won uh, for that reason. Still thinking about it. Probably not going to do it, but sounds like a cool idea. Well, I mean, get in now before they start losing. <laughs> Come on now. Have you looked at the rest of the Iowa schedule? They're like the they're literally like the early mid 2000s Chicago Bears. They have no fucking offense and they rely completely on turnovers. So that's good enough to get you to maybe the Big 10 championship to get fucking destroyed by Ohio State. That'll be great. Typical Iowa, you're going to have a bullshit season all year and then you're going to be like this is the year, this is the year. Lose the Big 10 championship beat some schmuck in the orange bowl or the capital one bowl and be like, you know what? We do. We overachieved. This was great. And move <laughs> along. There you go. There's Iowa in a nutshell. We just solved the season. Merrick. I, I think you, what you should do is book your ticket for the big 10 title game in Indy. Cause I think that's a guaranteed lock for Iowa. I, yeah. Lord knows I need to redeem myself after the actions that took place there. Some uh, six, seven years ago. Dude, the, so. don't ever talk to you again. I believe were the, the, the <laughs> Snapchat that we got 20 fucking plays in the fourth quarter for Michigan state on one drive. Oh, I wanted to cry. Honestly, um, Iowa, I, Ohio state would probably be the best big 10 title game or who knows. It might be Michigan. We're counting our uh, chickens too early before they hatch, but that's oh, ways down the road. Or even hopefully Iowa just wins out and then they get to play like Georgia or Alabama and the, they get fucking the smoked. That'd be great. They they would get so they would get beat so bad. But look, you got to give that team credit. Still, they've got 15 turnovers on the year through five games. I mean, they're playing great football. Petrus boys, who look, he came out real shitty uh, on Friday night. End of the game, 21 of 30. For 200, 200 and change, and what five total touchdowns? So yeah, you were texting me in the first in the first quarter there, saying he has no touch. Guy still ended up with with five touchdowns. Now, granted, it's Maryland. I get that. And I, I think their average starting field position was like their own forty seven. But still, um, they did what they needed to do. They took care of business, uh, and and they blew out the Terps uh, in College Park. So, look. Oh, yeah, Iowa was my lock. It was a great pick. They looked great. I think their quarterback is definitely the weakest link in the chain. Oh, 100%. There, but uh, 100%. we'll see how this Saturday goes, and we'll get to that game a little later. I love it. Dave, wrap us up on the recap uh, picks for the week. Final records for all three of us. Well, to finish the comparison to the mid-2000s Bears, all I have to say about that is Spencer is our quarterback. Um, so the good, the good was Alabama first half. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep going. dude. I ride it. it, ride it. Roll tide. We're going to, we're going to talk about minor, the minors later, but the only thing that's saving me right now is, is UTEP. So they're still good. Uh, Iowa football. We touched on Kentucky. That was a great call. All Mark Stoops does is cover at home. The Cowboys can't lose against the spread too. You're going to love that. Uh, shout out to York football, high school football. They are six. And they, beat, they beat Glenbard West this week. It was the biggest game of uh, Fitz's career, probably. And that when was you the get the six win. wins in the IHSA football, you're automatically guaranteed a playoff spot, and that's so, all that matters. So they're in. They're in the, for the first time in forever. So it, it should be fun the rest of the year. Uh, I'm I'm definitely going to a playoff game when they go. Um, the bad Oregon and Notre Dame, both Dave McAvoy picks. I had my all my money on Notre Dame. Their fucking offensive line is trash. Their offense is horrendous. The under was the pick the entire way. I should have just listened to my brain at the beginning and not decided to get cocky and just pick a side. It's more fun to pick a side, but it's not worth it when you're just hemorrhaging money. Uh, the ugly, 
I will take myself in there first. My picks and everything, we touched on it earlier already. I am horrible. My fantasy football team is an absolute dumpster fire. It's a dustbin. Uh, I'm going to owe Blaze a little extra money for coming in last, but we'll hand it over to him because if there's anybody that not understands they owe an extra money because your fantasy football team comes in last, it's definitely Blaze. Uh, so, Blaze, you want to talk about some of your some of your bad picks? Yeah, so I actually didn't do this bad the too bad this weekend until the 3 p.m. slate when I went 0-4. I uh, should, should have bought some insurance on the parlay or whatever, but uh, picked the Broncos, Rams, Steelers, and 49ers and came away 0-4. None of those games were even remotely close. So no. I know I'm slowing down right now, so I'm a little hesitant to give out a, a quite a few locks, but we'll see how this week goes. I, I read college football a little better in the past, but the NFL I struggled with. We'll see how it goes. It's a new week. New Monday, new podcast, so I'm ready to go talking about our picks this week and other games we like. Hey, Dave, Dave, I mean, what was my final record from last week? So you were – it looks like – I've got you at 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. You were 500. All right, f- 500. I want to throw – you skipped we, – we, I didn't put one on, on the sheet, on the call sheet today. The bad had to be my decision-making on both Saturday and Sunday midday. I was up money at both points in the day, and I just started betting stupid three and fourteen parlays. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just oh, gonna go out there and done. say this now. I'm back on the two teamers. Oh. I'm only betting two teamers. I'm done betting three teamers. I'm betting, done betting four teamers. If I would have just stuck to the fucking two teamers this weekend, I would have won north of a grand. I, I north of a grand. I thought of you, and I mentioned you uh, this weekend. Because after Notre Dame lost, I, we Coobs uh, goes, yeah, America has like some fucking stupid parley out there for the afternoon. And I go, do you remember in South Carolina when you showed me your phone and you're like, I need this to hit to break even. And it was a four team parlay for 200 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, you need this to break even. Oh, uh, yeah. We're back on the two teamers. I got a lot of two teamers. Back on up. your bullshit. Back on, you like Auburn this weekend, too? No, no I'm, going against them. I'm going against them. Even though Bo Nix had a, had a real stupid high. They fucked me. Play. My drunken, I know my drunken he's, bets were LSU and he fucked me. Here's, he's an idiot. Um, hey, let's go to the gridiron quick. But before we do, uh, look, let's stop at the diamond. White Sox playoff baseball, folks, starts this Thursday. Uh, they are in Houston facing off against the Astros. Fellas, we're gonna bring in our friend Scott Beret here real quick to to get a, a little little pre-series pre-series uh, thoughts and and ideas here about about how the, how it's gonna shake out for the Sox. Hang on, let's dial him in. Yo. Yo, Scotty, uh, you're on live with three guys from the South Side, bud. How you doing? Doing well, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, we just we just got to our playoff baseball highlights here. Uh, we need about two, three minutes of your time. First off, say hi to the boys, but second off, we're going to need some insights on this White Sox Astro series. Fellas, how we doing? Sorry that we couldn't catch that Phillies ticket. I thought that one was uh, easy money, but Merrick and I went down with the ship at the end there, unfortunately. Hey, I'll take that. I had a Braves. I had a Braves future. Perfect, man. Yeah, everybody wins. Great. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, White Sox. Let's see here. Um, found out some good news about Rodon today, so he is gonna pitch, but probably later in the series. Maybe use the 
blueprint that they did last week rubbed on to Kopech. I would like that. Um, game one, I can't see Lance losing. Um, so I think that we take game one. Game two, they're going to take one at home. Lucas, uh, I don't know, he'll put up a good effort, but I see it coming back split. So then that game three is really going to be where the money's made. It's either going to be, you know, Rodon and Kopech dominating or Rodon a little rusty off to a, a tough start. And then uh, we'll go from there. But, yeah, after that, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know how about how our pitching would line up or theirs. Definitely think that we have a stronger rotation. Uh, bullpens are pretty even. Ours is a little stronger, I'd say. And then lineup, obviously, theirs is a complete juggernaut. Um, we're super hot right now. Robert is just absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. So I don't know, man. It's going to be it's going to be a, a huge matchup. I, I think that these are the best two teams in the AL personally. I I think the Tampa Bay. Razor, one of the best teams, Scott. It's Blaze, by the way. And I know you're in for an action-packed weekend with Iowa and Penn State. Then I saw you on your Twitter that you're going to the Sox game on Sunday, so that's going to be a blast. But um, I love the White Sox this series. I think Karma's going to catch up to the Astros, and I think Lance Lynn's going to be able to – If I think this is going to go five, and I think Lance Lynn's going to be able to deliver two wins for us. I'm kind of confused with how the bullpen's going to work out outside of Kopech. Um, but I think Lewis Roberts is really hot and just takes one more of those guys in that uh, lineup to get hot and carry the team. So we'll see how it goes. And LaRusse has been here before, and I think that's something that will be beneficial for these young guys who want to make a deep run. Dave, what do you think? Oh, man, I, I think if you can come back at, with uh, the series tied at one, I think it's going to be tough. I'm with you, Blaze, to, to, for the Astros to win the series because – they're going to go blackout on Sunday and Monday, and I think it's going to be a, an electric atmosphere there. Um, obviously, all of the Sox fans are super excited. The only thing that's a little bit disappointing is game one is going to be at 3 o'clock Thursday. You're definitely going to have to leave work early for that. But then game two is at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoons. You're going to have to take a half day or just extend lunch into the rest of the afternoon. For well, that it's a good game. thing for people who don't have classes in the afternoon on Friday, so I'll be watching. It's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, we got what the, the Sox to, to win the series at what plus one Oh five. Yeah. I love that pick. I'm trying to talk Dave into going to points bet and placing a free wager on us to win the world series, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Scott, what do you think the ceiling is for this white Sox team? And um, just give us a breakdown if they p- beat the Astros. And I think you guys made some great points. If we're coming, to, if we're going to game five with Lynn on the mound, I'm going to feel pretty confident. Um, and like I said, I think the Astros are our biggest hurdle. The Rays are definitely super good. Um, but the Astros, I mean, you're in, you're out, super good. Last year was kind of a written off season for them, and then went to game seven of the ALCS. So they're, they're super tough. I think if we get past them, I think we're going to win the ALCS. And then obviously it depends on who comes out of the NL. Dodgers would be really tough. I mean, any of those teams would be tough. But, um, yeah, I think that the, the sky's the limit, honestly. I mean, this is exactly what this team was built for. Uh, the Astros kind of took it to us in the first series that we played them this year. The second series, we held our own a little bit better, but we weren't fully healthy. And like I said, we're, we're really hot right now going in. So I feel like we win it. Um, I think we're going all the way, dude, to be honest. I would put the future in right now. I, I, I love the confidence. I love the confidence, Scott. Last one for I didn't watch you go. Is there any concern about the youth of this team and the lack of experience at going going deep in the playoffs? I mean, if if you look around, you know, you look at uh, you look at that Houston team who's who's been there the last you know four or five years. 
you look at the Dodgers, uh, you know, teams like that. I mean, is there any concern there that, you know, we have a little bit too much youth uh, that we're, we're relying on down the stretch? I think, honestly, it's a, it's a good mix. One of you guys said it earlier. I think, you know, first it starts at the top. Tony's been there a million times. He's definitely won World Series with young guys. I mean, Lance Lynn was super young when he won it with him. And then, that yeah, that brings you to Lance. Obviously, he's got a ton of experience in the playoffs. Uh, Grandal's got experience in the playoffs. I mean, we've got guys who have been there for sure. I don't think that the moment is going to be too big for guys like Jose, obviously. So, no, I, I think we have a good mix of, uh, of some experience in there. Obviously, we, get, we do have a bunch of young guys. But Tony lead the way, Jose as the uh, as the captain out there, and then Grandal, Lynn, a couple other, other of those guys. I think we've definitely got a good mix of uh, some experience as well. I think oh, yeah, I think Sox, of a guy like the one I liked it. I liked it. White Sox seven to one to win the World seven to Series. One. I'm going to put a little bit of money on there. I like it. I like it. I think if Timmy Anderson and and to what all you guys are saying, if Blue Bob stays hot, I, I I think I think they got a real chance. But Scott, thanks for uh, thanks for answering the quick call unexpectedly, bud. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up this weekend, uh, not only for the Hawkeye game, but obviously for some White Sox baseball. Put in the Anderson World Series MVP. You just mentioned him. Every single huge game that we've had, he's always stepped up and had a huge moment. So he's going to have some big October moments. Put that future in. Oh, I absolutely love that. Double down. Go big or go home. White Sox win. I can see Timmy A get that World Series no matter what. So you can turn that 7-1 to one, uh, long shot into something a little more. I really like that play. Love it. All right, fellas. Well, hey, go Sox. Big weekend. I'm sure that we'll go uh, catch up next week. Sounds good too, buddy. I love that Tim Anderson play. Tim Anderson was red hot during the, know, the three, games, the three game series last year too. Yeah, I, I, I love that play. I, I think why not throw some money on the White Sox seven to one and then half that investment on Tim Anderson and that probably pays out. I can look it up really quick um, and I'll get back to you guys. I'm just excited because it's going to be – I'm going to be so nervous and excited watching these games. It's going to yeah, be Yeah, I'm like excited butthole. to see what Comiskey is going to be like on Sunday. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be sold out. And I really don't think Houston's going to be prepared for it. So no. that seems like almost a lock I want to put down, even with an unknown pitching matchup. So, yeah, but, I'm off Monday for Columbus Day, so I'm hoping that uh, game four is actually – actually is like a noon or a one o'clock start because tickets might be reasonable, and I might just – I would fucking go by myself and just meet yeah. people there. Dude, that the, – the blackout with, with the, the white towels is going to be pretty nasty. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cool-looking scene. So, uh, well, guys, let's get, let's get to the gridiron. This is where the money's made, right? We gotta turn. We, we we gotta turn a few things around here. We're getting there. I feel like we're we're hitting our stride here, boys. You got a couple picks starting Friday night. Last week you hit your Friday night game, right? You bet the Hawkeyes. Boys covered big for you. You like Arizona State? I do, and we're expanding the mantra. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We got Alabama All first right. half the Cowboys, and we're going to Friday nights if those spreads are going to keep covering. Iowa last week, we're going to go Arizona State minus. Um, it opened at 10. It's up to 11 and a half already. I believe in 11 Woo! at some books. But I think Stanford went all out last game. They're on a short week. They're going to have to travel to Arizona, and it is going to be hot. I don't care what time it is. They're not going to be ready for this. Herm Edwards is a great college football coach. David Shaw still kind of living in the past, relying on horrible refereeing and officiating to be able to drive down the field. 
Give me Arizona State. I like them minus 11. I don't even think it's close, and this team could win the Pac-12. I think they're a dark horse. Dude, I could not agree more with you on that take, Blaze. Uh, their only misstep really was against BYU when we, of course, were all over them a couple weeks ago. And they easily could win the Pac-12. At the beginning of the year, what we talked about was, is there going to be a weird distraction with the NCAA investigating them? The answer to that is a resounding no. And they easily could win the Pac-12. I don't think anyone is is better than them or even really close. They steamrolled UCLA this last weekend. So I, I'm with you completely. Uh, the, total, the, the number was a little bit went higher than I was expecting it to be coming out. But there's no fucking way in hell that I would ever bet on David Shaw. So I'm with you. I like Arizona State there. No, yeah, just a last comment on this game. I think they score a quick touchdown. Stanford's playing behind the gun. They're not going to be able to run the football. It gets 7 nothing. There's no way Stanford's going to be able to respond in a timely manner. Arizona State has a great defense. Herm Edwards also has Marvin Lewis as a consultant there. You can say what he wants. You can say what he is about the Cincinnati Bengals. But just having two head coaches like that on the same sideline, they're going to be well-prepared and well, and they're going to be ready to execute a solid game plan. Give me ASU minus 11. That's a lock for me. Arizona, like Arizona State with Herm Edwards is what Illinois wishes we could have been with Love. 100% yeah. agree. Great analogy. Yeah. yeah. Boys, your other pick, you're 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 staying in the in the in the south here. Down in Dallas, Graber Cowboy Boots, Graber Cowboy Hat, because we got OU Texas football down here in Dallas on Saturday at the State Fair, Cotton Bowl, and you like Oklahoma. You're going back to the never again list. I can't quit this team. It's like a freaking toxic ex-girlfriend. I don't know what is wrong with me. The Oklahoma-West Virginia was a horrible play. Oklahoma was the right side last week against Kansas State. I don't care what Dave Portnoy in his $60,000 bet says. That was the wrong side. And I'm still not sold on sober Steve Starkeesian down in Austin, let alone in a Dallas-Texas <laughs> State Fair. Give me Oklahoma. Give me Lincoln Riley. I think the defense is better, but I still do not trust Texas. I just take Oklahoma minus three. I think this is three points too low, and Oklahoma's going to win by four or five. Give it to me again. That's my second lock. Merrick, you're in Dallas. You love the Texas State Fair since you're basically a citizen of Dallas. Now, what do you think of this game? I'm not I'm not touching it. I, I've learned my lesson on, on Oklahoma. Um, they look, they won me one game uh, on a last second field goal so far this year at halftime, but then lost me two more. I'm uh, they're back on the never again list. I'm not touching it, even though I'm red hot with Texas recently. And I'm, I love my boy McConaughey, but I can't do it. I, I just can't bring myself to do it financially. Uh, it's a stay away game for me. Gun to head, gun to my head. Hope you're standing behind me. I think I gotta take the Sooners, but uh, Look, that game did not uh, did not turn out well for them last year. I lost that game last year, betting the Sooners, and uh, Sam Ellinger won the game. I believe it was uh, in four overtimes. So can't do it. Can't touch it. Stay away. Just so gross that Oklahoma is undefeated and it could easily make the playoffs still. Yeah, it's been a gross they, ride. They in no way deserve it. Yeah, they no. don't deserve it. And the thing is, you even think about it, like, is Ohio State really going to get in over a one-loss team of Oregon? Definitely not because Oregon came in and won at Columbus. Like, it's just – a honestly, let's just play Georgia and Alabama three times in a row, best two out of three wins. And, like, another interesting concept is going to be that SEC championship game. I know we're getting off a little bit. I saw something on Twitter that those guys should just knee the ball and punt it back and forth and just tie the game because there's absolutely no incentive for these teams to win that title game and show them – 
anything other than a regular formation because they're going to be playing each other in the college football playoff. You're thinking like that one, uh, that one NCAA championship that was like six, three. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what I'm thinking of this game. Like, why would you want to win this game when your overall goal is a title? Yeah. Well, my, my latest, my latest take on all of, all of college football really is like with all this talk of, Oh, Clemson's no good. And the teams at the top look vulnerable. We could be staring at a very normal college football playoff with Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State very, very easily. Georgia yeah. or Oregon will probably lose another game just because of how bad they looked against Stanford. I can, I, they'll probably, I assume they're going to lose to Arizona State because we just said that we really like Arizona State. Oklahoma could run the table in, in the Big 12. And how do you keep a one loss Ohio State team out if they run the table the rest of the way? They beat Michigan, who would still be ranked. And then they beat Iowa, who could still be ranked in the Big Ten championship with one loss. You probably stick them in there because Big Ten's easily the second best conference this year. So how do you keep that champion out? You could end up with a very normal college football playoff despite all the, the craziness. That's true. Uh, a lot of things can happen fairly quickly. Uh, to again, where it's it's gonna look like years past, but unlike years past, we're betting on UTEP. Both of you like the miners minus one one in the hook. Ride the if hot it ain't hand. Broke, don't fix it. Dave can add to this because it's his lock too. They've covered the last two weeks. Why not keep riding them until they don't? And they're going on the road to Southern Miss, who is a horrible football team. I think it's UTEP is going to win on this one easily. They have a good defense. Their offense can move the ball. Give me UTEP minus one, minus one and a half. Those are my three college football locks. Dave, we'll start off with UTEP since you got that one too. So UTEP's just uh, given a slight line against Southern Miss. I'm with you. Southern Miss lost outright to Rice last week. Their only win is against Grambling State. Granted, UTEP's only wins are against New Mexico and Old Dominion, who are easily bottom 10% of all of college football teams. But UTEP hasn't done me wrong the last two weeks. The only time that they fucked me over was that horrible performance on a Friday night at Boise State where they turned the ball over a bunch of times. I'm riding UTEP. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my uh, lock every single week. And similar to what I said uh, last week on the podcast, we're at the point in the year now, we're already into going into week six. And some of these teams that you've bet on a few times, you've watched play several times, and you feel like you're getting a good read. Or at least you, you feel like you are, right? Even though you're going to be wrong half the time anyways. UTEP is one of those teams I think I'm right on. I, I love them this week against Southern Miss. Let's, so let's just keep riding them. Um, I was dead wrong the last couple of weeks on UConn. I took Vanderbilt against them last week. I took Wyoming against them the week before. We're done fading them. My new pick-to-click as far as fading dustbin teams is Ohio. Ohio has not done anything against anybody that's a competent opponent. They got uh, destroyed by UL Lafayette. They got steamrolled by Northwestern, and they got crushed by Syracuse. Their only win was against Akron last week, and Akron is my new worst team in all of college football, but the lines are way too big on them now. Ohio is playing Central Michigan, so the only question you have to ask on this is, do you think Central Michigan is competent at all at football? I think they are. I don't think they're near the, the bottom. I think they're probably towards the middle of all the teams as far as college football and uh, the group of five teams go. So I like Central Michigan. They're only giving five and a half at Ohio. Ohio is still horrendously bad. So continuing my trend of just fading really bad teams. It hasn't worked out lately, but we're going to try it once more this week. I'm taking Central Michigan. Um, and then the only other bet that I've got out there is I'm going to take USC as my final lock. It was at three and a half when I looked at it earlier. USC either does one of two things. 
they either cover easily or as a favorite, or they lose outright. They've been a favorite in every single game. Um, they're only three and a half point favorites here. I really like them. They, they had a nice little bounce back against Colorado last week. They're playing Utah. Utah is 0-4 against the spread. Uh, this is the first time they've been an underdog all year. Blaze would say that they're due, but I, I just don't think Utah is very good. I had them all wrong going into the season, and I like USC there. I don't know if you guys have any takes on that before we get to Merrick's picks, but those are my those are my three locks. UTEP, Central Michigan, and USC. As someone who can't quit Oklahoma, um, Utah and USC are two just stay away teams for me at this point. I, you don't know it's Chuck and Hyde. You don't know what they'll get. I'll right. That the Pac-12 is just a mess outside of I think Arizona State and Oregon who are on a collision course. Of yeah, UCLA is another one of those types of teams. Jekyll and I, yeah. I don't know what's coming out. I, I think the Pac-12 is an absolute dumpster fire. I, I personally I camp at them. And Dave, I, I and it's really to your point. I don't stay up late enough because I'm washed up to really watch any of those games. I, I just don't make it. I, I drink all day, and then all of a sudden I'm absolutely buckled come 9.30. And then you got to golf early Sunday morning. Then, then I got to golf. And then you wake, you wake up and you see that you got you lost both your uh, late-night drunken plays my in four the fourth teamers. quarter. Yeah, I yeah. wake up I wake up and I lost my 14 parlays, but that's on the never again list. And I'm going to give you guys – I mean, I'm going to give you guys four picks. I know I got more on the card. I got it narrowed down, though. We got four picks. We're going to go with the SEC Parway. We're going to go with the 11 a.m. St. Uh, Ole Miss Rebels, minus six and a half versus Arkansas. Arkansas was exposed, exposed last weekend. Yeah, t- uh, sorry to interrupt you, Merrick, but like, you know, that first time, like, Arkansas looked like in that game, it's like the first time you go out after COVID and you talk to people for the first time. That's what Arkansas looked like going on the road for the first time. They had no freaking clue what to do. Their first two plays were false starts. They just wanted to go back home to five, though, in Arkansas and play a football game. But they're traveling on the road again. I love that Ole Miss play. Sorry. Uh, and, hey, Wayne Kiffin didn't realize that the, the popcorn kernels weren't done popping. So he, they're going to grab their popcorn for, for this one. They're going to throw up big numbers, I think. Uh, look, I, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread at home. Uh, that, that quarterback, too, for Arkansas is a little banged up. Um, look, I, I think that's a, that's a 10 point, 14 point win for Ole Miss. Uh, I like the Rebs in the morning. Uh, and then look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Alabama first half and talk about exposed Texas A&M, uh, going from what a top 10 team to now unranked, uh, after their loss last week. So, um, look that, that spread right now is at 17 and a half for the game. I'd imagine that that first half line's got to be around ten. Put everything on it. Put everything on it. I've looked. This has been the one bet that's won, I think, all of us money the last couple weeks. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ride the hot hand. Uh, look, that's the. Those are those are the two big SEC plays. Um, I don't. I think something's wrong with this this line, and I'm hoping you guys can tell me what. I want to talk about this one too, Mikey. I love Michigan minus three and a half at Nebraska. Why is it three and a half? There's well, Michigan, and I was going to write in here. Michigan State's the same way. It's only five at Rutgers. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, Eric, I, I'm a little down, and then I'll add a couple toppings to what you ordered. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little more worried about that Rutgers team because I, I think that Rutgers team can actually play some decent football on offense and, and they can put up some points. Uh, Nebraska sucks. Like what? How? How is this three and a half? They've been points? way better since they lost to Illinois. They've actually covered three games in a row to um, Oklahoma, 
Michigan State, and Northwestern. But I think Vegas is moving this one a little too much. And Northwestern is a horrible football team who lost 56-7. to And that game probably could have been um, 35-7. to But Scott Frost knows he's fighting for his job, so he's trying to get every points he can get. There's no way Nebraska is going to be able to throw on Michigan like they did against Northwestern. Michigan no. went into Wisconsin, a hostile environment. They're going to be able to play. They're going to be able to run the ball. It'll be the most physical team Nebraska's played all year. I like Michigan. I like Michigan too. Mary. I love I them. I love them minus line. three and a half. I don't know what I'm missing. No, Nebraska should have beaten Michigan State outright though. I agree, but I'm just saying I don't think this is the same team that still has Adrian Martinez that lost to Illinois football. And I don't care if that was over a month ago. They're still not an offensively good team. Michigan's going to be able to grind out these points. I don't think Nebraska's going to score more than 14 points in this game. And Michigan just dealt with the crowd noise at Wisconsin, so that's not going to be an issue at that's all. That's what I'm saying. I, no. They're going to be used to this environment. They're not going to be shell-shocked like Northwestern. They'll be no. ready. No. I Look, I, I like that one, and, and I would I would parlay that one with, uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. Minus 14.5 at Auburn. I'm going against Bo Nix. I went against Bo Nix once. I'm 1-0 this year. 2.30 p.m., uh, you're going to win that one. If you want to, you can hedge it with that Michigan late-night play, 6.30 p.m. Uh, in Lincoln, minus 3.5. But, look, I, 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 that Georgia defense is obviously way too good. Um, they've proven that week in and week out. And that offense, if they could find some points, they got a, a couple good special teams plays last week, which I, I think, look, if they get one of those, uh, you know, a couple turnovers, put themselves in the short field, I think that 14 and a half is, is uh, very easy. Maybe buy, buy down the hook down to 14 uh, if you want to pay an extra extra 15 beans on the juice. But, um, yeah, look, I, Michigan minus three and a half, Georgia minus 14 and a half, Ole Miss minus, minus six and a half, and again, another favorite. Big surprise, Bama first half should be around minus 10. Those are my four college football locks of the week. So you want all four of those? You Give me all four. Last one. Last one was Georgia minus 14 and a half, big dog. Okay. No, yeah, I think there's a couple other games we want to talk about too. Um, this one's not going to be a lock for me, and Merrick already hit on this, but I love the under in Alabama and Texas A&M. Texas A&M doesn't know how to score the football. I think Alabama could win this game like 45 to nothing and hit both. I think 51 and a half is way too high, and Texas A&M has a somewhat – um, respectable defense. And then we hit on this game earlier with uh, Scott Beret and also uh, calling out college game day, Kirk Herbstreit, Lee Corso, if he's still, um, if he's not senile. And um, Chris Felica, the bear, who's uh, does his own podcast, Stanford and Steve, by the way. Um, Merrick, we know you don't bet Penn State. We, we know you don't bet Iowa, but what are you thinking about this game in Iowa City? What do you mean? What am I thinking about it? What the outcome is going to be? What's or? the outcome going to be? Is Iowa going to cover the two point favorites? What's going to happen? Tell us. We want to know. Look in that crystal ball in Dallas and tell us what your undergrad undergrad's going to do. I I can I can tell you what's going to happen, and and we're going to flash back to two thousand and eight uh, family weekend. You had number three, Penn State coming in undefeated, undefeated to Iowa City. Uh, I think I was sitting. 10 yard line stormed the field as they kicked the field goal to win it as time expired. 21 20. Boys, Lightning's going to strike twice. 21 20. Iowa Hawkeyes uh, are going to are gonna take this one at home. I, Iowa City, 
in the afternoon. I mean, that second half, it's probably going to be dark by that time or, or be close to it. That place is going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. There's no chance that the Hawks lose this game. I'm not betting it. I, I made I made too many promises uh, after that that Stanford game. Not going to bet it. Not going to happen. But uh, 21-20, Iowa. So they win but don't cover. Uh, let's go to Iowa ain't on scout. Uh, Dave McAvoy and see what he's got to say about uh, this Iowa game. I thought it was going to be more like uh, 2017 when Penn State came in as number four and Iowa blew it in the fourth quarter on a last-second play. Don't remember that one. Short memory. Oh, that's weird. You blocked that one out. Oh, how strange. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? Harness the good, you know block it's out the so bad, bad. It's been so bad lately. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to add a fourth college football lock to this. I'm going to take Penn State in the points. You know what? Fuck it. Give me Penn State money line. I want Penn State money line. Uh, okay, that's going to be about plus 105 like the White Sox. So plus it's, 105. That's a sign from the gods. I'm adding it to my list of locks. Let's go. Go Penn State. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we I've go. I've avoided them the last few weeks. and Last week was a goddamn train wreck. The whole boat went down. I was going out with the ship. Yeah. I'm fucked. I need to do something, so I love it. Let's take Penn State. It's going to be interesting to see Clifford go against this Iowa defense. Uh, the stat I heard this morning was that uh, Maryland's quarterback, Tonga Bailoa, went into the game as, like, for all the qualified quarterbacks, he was led the country. He had the least interceptions, and he left the game with the most interceptions. Yeah, he had five. Which is crazy. It's pretty hard to do. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, Iowa, I, I they keep doing it. Eventually, it stops being fluky, and it, it starts just being what they are as a team. They force no quarterbacks f- to turn the ball over, and they give short fields to to their to the to their offense. That's that's kind of average. It's a very typical Iowa team. It's just a matter of if this defense is that special or not. Ain't no fluke, ain't no guess. We're gonna get it done. Yep. So uh, James on Penn State, Merrick's on Iowa, and once again, uh, three guys from the pot, um, South Side podcast is giving out a guaranteed winner. So ride with us; you'll be guaranteed to win that game. <laughs> well, that and then uh, UTEP—that's a guaranteed winner this week, I think. Bama first, yeah, I think. Too. Yeah, no another guaranteed winner, like we said. No, no doubters. They're all guaranteed Alabama. winners unless you pick the wrong ones. Yeah, but no, like I said, I copied Merrick off this. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You should, you listeners should drink every time we say that now. But uh, going to the NFL version of this, I'm riding the Cowboys until they don't cover. They're four and zero against the spread. They're playing some excellent football. I love the Cowboys minus seven against the Giants. This should be double digits. The Giants stink. David Jones stinks. Joe Judge, the head coach, stinks. The only thing I like is Saquon Barkley on that team, and he can't do it all. Give me the Cowboys minus seven. My God, they should win by 21, and the Giants will get demoted to the SEC and play Alabama the week after. Boys, I'm right there with you. They're they're the back half of my two teamer on Sunday. Boys, we're not but nothing but two teamers, like I told you. Cowboys minus sevens your afternoon game, your morning game. We're going with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. They look great. What's that? They look great. They look fantastic. They look fantastic. Going into a, a three and one Cincinnati team who does not deserve to be three and one at all. Uh that's gonna be your 12 p.m. game. Again, listeners, if you want to hedge, I wouldn't ride that. I, I wouldn't hedge that. I mean, look, the Giants are dog shit. The Cowboys, Zeke is running the ball with some act, some actual, like, like, I, I don't, I don't know if passion's the right word, but he, he's, he, he looks like he's running downhill, uh, running through the A and B gap. He looks good. Uh, keep riding the boys, boys. Keep riding the boys. You got a couple other picks on Sunday. I Who do. Um, like? I do, and coincidentally, these. Both these teams are playing on Monday night, but I both want to lock them down. Uh, first, 
I really like um, the Los Angeles Chargers at home against the Cleveland Browns, uh, minus one minute. Cleveland's on the road. They played a tough game against Minnesota last week. Now they got to go all the way out to the West Coast. Chargers are staying in L.A. back-to-back weeks, even though they're on a short week. I love them as plus one against the Browns. The Browns have a great defense, but Baker Mayfield is really struggling. He didn't do well against Chicago. They didn't do well against a very poor Minnesota defense. I think Herbert's going to be able to take care of those boys, and Bosa's going to get the Mayfield on the other end. I don't even think it's close. And talking about teams we've been getting good reads on, I have read the Bears perfectly the last three weeks. I predicted an easy one yesterday. It wasn't as easy as I thought, but I still think the Bears suck traveling on the road. They're going to a hostile environment. I know there's going to be a well-traveled crowd in Chicago who's going to Vegas on Sunday to watch that game, but I just don't think Justin Fields and Matt Nagy are going to be able to figure it out on the road. I like the Raiders minus five and a half. I take it up to six and a half. And I think that's going to be another blowout. So I'm taking three favorites on the NFL next week, not because they're due, just because I like them. The Cowboys, the Chargers against the Browns, and the Raiders against the Bears. And I'm 3-0 and picking um, against Bears matchups this season. So you want to keep riding with me on those ones. I like it. Ride the hot hand. Ride the hot hand. Dave, you got two favorites and, uh, you know, Boy, that Thursday night. I know Thursday nights love to go under. You love that that Rams Seahawks under. I thought about the over for a second, but then I took that off the card. You like the under? Why? They Thursday? haven't been going under super consistently. Um, I don't know. I just I, I'm with you. Just the Thursday night matchup aspect of it. I think it's going to be a tight game, and I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. It's a, it's going to be a division game. We haven't seen a game like this on Thursday night yet this year. Um, and I, seriously, this is totally a gut play, and I was so goddamn bad last year, last week, so I figured I would just go ahead and just just throw it out there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the under. I want some action on that Thursday night game. We're going to see if my week's going to go well, good or poorly pretty damn early. My other two picks I've got – I'm taking the Chiefs again just because they were the only ones that actually covered last week, and I like them again this week. We're going to see what they what they have out there. I think the Bills are getting a little bit too overhyped. Um with with their their last couple teams that they've played, but they I, I clearly the Texans are fucking terrible uh, now. And who they play the week before that they that they beat? Are you talking about the Bills? Yeah, the Dolphins. Are you talking the Dolphins? About? They're terrible too, and I'm fucked with Miles Gaskin. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that they're just getting a little bit too overhyped, and I like the Chiefs at home on Sunday Night Football. Um, and then my last play is I'm going to do a same-game parlay. I'm going to follow Mike's, Mike's lead here. I'm going to take the Steelers minus one. I'm going to take the over in that game. Why? Because in Blaze fashion, <sighs> both the Broncos and the Steelers are have gone under in all four of their games this year. They're both due. It's going to go over. Big Ben is so washed up. That's why Same. I like him so much. Same. So washed up. We got a lot of good picks here, boys. I'm I'm impressed. I've got I've got six locks. Davey's got eight locks. My goodness. Talking about going on tilt. Yeah, my God. We just need to get more than one fucking win this week. That's how we need to go with eight locks. Yeah, it can't be worse than last week. Um, we're feeling good though. I, I like our slate. It's pretty good. We'll see. I hate how I'm getting so many locks. As I said last week, went to seven last week. Now I'm at six, so I'm I'm downsizing a little bit, but. I just don't want to lose it all. Well, that's no, the whole we're point. not going to lose point. it all. Just giving out picks. I'm betting all these. Yeah, I'm not betting all of them. I'm betting most of them. Actually, oh, I'm, I'm betting, betting all, all of them. them. Well, hey, listeners, we, we we may or may not have a couple more picks up the sleeve. Check us out on social media this weekend: Twitter, 
Instagram. We're going to be throwing out uh, a couple uh, couple more free picks through a couple DMs. So be on the lookout for those free picks. Uh, guaranteed a couple more winners, a couple no-doubters. Uh, I know I've got one or two in my back pocket on Saturday that don't want to talk about today, but, boy, we're going to make some money on those on Saturday. But, boys, uh, look, I know we want to go to the perennial. Um, look, let's post that one on social media. We're a little tight on time. I mean, I'm with you. Listening. I'm with you. Been listening for a minute now. Quick weather update in South Bend this weekend. It's going to be pretty lonely, right, since uh, since the boys are, are, are going on a little mission trip down to Virginia Tech. Yeah, a little mission trip down to Virginia Tech. I like it. And uh, I heard there was a large um, request for purchase order from Notre Dame Athletics for about 20 scaffolding. 20 orders of scaffolding. So I'm worried about that Notre Dame offensive line going up there and uh, watching practice. But uh, Saturday, we got a high of 79, lowest 65, sunny, partly cloudy, and winds 10 miles an hour. So uh, we'll see how Notre Dame does in Blacksburg, but it's not going to be too windy up in Notre Dame. So no one's going to need to call on OSHA or anybody else. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you 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 heard it here. A lot of picks, not only on the, on the diamond, but also on the gridiron Saturday and Sunday this week. Uh, if you're going to be in the South Bend area, stay safe. Stay away from that scaffolding. Boys, any final words before we wrap up for the week? Uh, no, we know um, this was a longer episode, so we appreciate you listening through. But um, it's long because we love the White Sox, and we're excited for some playoff baseball to return to the South Side. Hey, Stinks, you got anything else to add before we wrap this bad boy up? No, I'm ready to be nervous about watching a play, uh, baseball game. Hey, Hunt for the World Series. It's on Thursday. White Sox. Again, listeners, we got plenty of picks Saturday and Sunday for you. Tune in. Follow us on social media. Be on the lookout for more picks this weekend. But until then, have a great week. Good luck. And we'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Don't you cry no more.